0: Emily Liddell.
1: And I'm Kyle Ketchendorian.
0: And you're listening to another episode of The Accessible Stall.
1: What are we going to talk about today, Emily? Are you mad about something?
0: Okay. You called me out already. Yes, I am mad about something on the internet. And we had a whole different episode planned for today. But guess what? When Emily's mad about something on the internet, we have to talk about it.
1: We need a segment. Emily is mad! (laughs)
0: <laughs> I almost hear a little bit like the Jeopardy sounds when the question is coming up. Anyway, look, I am really annoyed about something on the internet. We need to talk about it. I need to yell about it. Um, But first, actually, before I get mad, I just realized I wanted to shout out a disabled creator who brought me some joy. Do it. And yeah, okay, I'm going to do it. So, uh, BB Pins, that's B I B I P I N S dot com, and this is not sponsored. I'm just a super fan, makes these really cool enamel sliding pins. And there's a whole variety of them. And because we are in the phase of my life where I just truly cannot be bothered. I bought one it's a little sliding scale and it says folks given and right now the little the little slider is on zero because that's how many folks I give. I like that everything. you
1: can adjust it though for when you're having days where you in fact do give a fuck or two
0: yeah like sometimes I want to give 4.5 and I can do that and so you should really go to bbpins.com and add a little happiness to your day. I'm serious. Go support a disabled creator.
1: Anyway, back to the anger.
0: Emily is mad on the internet.
1: What is she mad about?
0: (sighs) Look, I was on LinkedIn because I'm a nerd and I like LinkedIn. And anyway, there was some random guy who made this post that's going low key viral about how working from home is going to make you fat and insecure and it's bad for your physical health and your mental health and then he goes on this whole rant about how it means that you're more sedentary so it means that you're subject to all kinds of diseases and that it's not good for work life balance and you have nothing to look forward to because your home is quote your prison and He judges people if they want to sit around in their PJs and their fluffy slippers and then says that working from home is making you fat and unhappy. And as a work from homer, I have many things I would like to say about that. So let's say some things about that.
1: First of all, I'd like to brag. You and I were working from home before. It was cool.
0: Right? I feel like we should point that out.
1: Now that all these people are out here with their takes on work from home i just don't agree with it i just when did you
0: start working from home
1: regularly in like 2016 at the end of 2016
0: yeah 2015 for me well no okay so 2013 technically yeah not 2015 2013 what am i talking about
1: you got me beat by a couple years it's it's great i will say i'm not going to defend him but i will say For me, it has made my physical health worse by virtue of the fact that I no longer have to go to my job. However, in literally every other way, including work-life balance, my life has been nothing but improved by it, like truly. Like, I don't even know what to say. I like working in my comfortable clothes. I, you know, I like being able to sleep and then rolling out of bed at 845 and making my hair presentable for Zoom. I... I like not having to come home that and have the commute take an hour. I like being able to just go to my pantry and grab a snack. In fact, <laughs> I think I'm legitimately more productive from home. I, I do because I'm comfortable. Everyone works best when they're comfortable and happy.
0: I mean, I am 100% on board with all of that. And as someone who's been working from home now for pretty much a decade, I can say that I have found it actually better for my physical health because I'm able to eat on a schedule that works for me. I'm able to fit exercise into my day. I'm able to take breaks. Although if my family heard that, they would laugh at me because I don't know what taking a break actually means. I'll
1: laugh at you for them.
0: (laughs) It's just the point is, I am so tired, especially two and a half years into a pandemic, of people thinking that there's any place for these work from home hot takes about how it's so bad for you because it's completely ignoring all of the ways that it opens up work opportunities for disabled people like I originally started working from home all those years ago because I wasn't driving yet and so it was out of necessity for me I wanted to have a job and be able to earn money But I wasn't able to get from point A to point B because I was still working on adaptive driving lessons, and so work from home was an accessible option to me. And I'm really lucky that I had an employer who took a chance on that, and that I had a multitude of employers after that who gave me these opportunities. So I don't take that for granted. But I just don't think that I should have been such an anomaly, like. Why?
1: I do think that now the pandemic that it has happened and still is happening that the kind of the cat's out of the bag and people can and should take it for granted because that that toothpaste is out of the tube as far as I'm concerned. You know, you're saying that you had a reason for being for working from home. My reason was that the company I worked for hired an adult and knew that I would do my job while not at work. Like, that's the thing for me. Like, I just I hear what you're saying. I agree with it 100%. But like what I would say to the author of that LinkedIn post is, do you not trust your employees? Like don't you? Don't you trust them to question. To get their work done? I understand obviously too that there are some jobs that you can't work from home and we're, you know, obviously we support you guys, but we're not talking about that. Like this is just somebody who can work from home and just thinks it's the worst thing in the world.
0: I also take more issue with the fact that he's passing judgment on it like you don't know my life I you know don't like know you, how it works it, for it might
1: me. not work for you but it might you know it it works for tons of people. I it definitely works for more people than it doesn't right like have there have there been studies on this yet I'm sure there oh, will be in I'm the coming sure years. there have
0: been and look I don't know data here and I know that there are plenty of people who actually Do prefer the structure of an office or an in-person working space. And I also fully respect that. If that's what works for you and for your needs, that's great. Um, For me, I feel most comfortable working from home because I know that I have the most accessible bathroom to me. I know that my kitchen is accessible to me. I know that I'm not going to encounter any transportation barriers because the elevator broke while I was commuting. Like, and I have been there, you know, I have worked in offices uh, for certain amounts of time and I would do a commute. And if the elevator was broken You know, I'd have to scramble to the next stop or I'd be stuck or I'd have to figure out alternative transportation. And I don't think any of that makes somebody an effective employee because they're so busy dealing with all of these extenuating circumstances. If I know that I have an accessible place to pee when I feel like it, I'm probably going to be a better employee. I don't know. Just a theory, not a scientist.
1: Yeah, it's really it's that simple.
0: So, I'm just real tired of people and their hot takes, and I guess we're making an episode that's a hot take about a hot take, but is it a hot take?
1: I don't think so. Not not two years into this, although I would have said the same position years ago, you know, but now that more people are doing it, and especially now with the explosion of accessibility tools and I don't mean accessibility in the disability sense that we usually use it I mean like tools like zoom which I know is accessible to disabled people but in the sense that it makes it possible to have meetings you know across the ocean if you're you know that far away or whatever it's just better it's just better like I don't know how else to say it
0: I mean I like being around people and The way that I kind of balanced working from home pre-pandemic was, you know, I would travel and go to conferences, but then I was able to come home and decompress and not have to go into an office. And so I'm sort of this weird in-between. I'm an ambivert is the term that I've heard, like an extroverted introvert or whatever, or an introverted extrovert. I think more introverted extrovert.
1: Yeah, I would say that. I'm a total introvert, so I don't, but I will say like one thing I don't like working from home to, to, to just sort of paint the picture. I'm not playing devil's advocate. I still think he's a clown, but (laughs) I've noticed not where I am now, but where I've been that employers, when you work from home, sometimes do not respect work hours because they know you're home anyway. You know what I mean? So, like, if if you work nine to five, it's like, oh, I emailed you at six. Why didn't you answer? It's because it's past five, you know. Um, So that's like I respect that. If I had to pick one complaint, that would be it. But that is not my life now and it hasn't been for a while. So I'm not going to even I'm just raising that to make a point. That's it.
0: See, I respect that you brought that up because that is always something that I have had trouble with. Although I will say that. I have learned I work better later in the day. Me too. So I will get work done later in the day. And the people who work with me know that I'm doing things, but I don't expect them to answer me if I'm sending an email at 10 o'clock at night. It's just that I'm doing it at a time that works for me and my brain and my body and that's. Kind of another thing that I like about working from home, I know you could argue that that's not work-life balance. And look, I'm like the last person who should be talking about that because my work is kind of my life. But the point is that at least it's my life in a way that works for me.
1: Right. I, I am not like you. However, I can definitely see merit in working, making your life like revolve around your work in the way that you want it to rather than in the way that your employer is forcing you to by going somewhere at a certain time at a certain, you know what I mean? So like at my W2 job, we're on the clock and we have to get work done. But you know, which eight hours, unless there's a deadline that we get work done, really doesn't matter. So if, if I, for some reason, have a burst of creativity and inspiration in the morning, I can wake up, do a bunch of work, clock out, clock back in later. Again, like Deadline's notwithstanding, but like like you said, you, I, you can do your work whenever you want. That's another thing about working from, you can't do that in the office where you're expected to be working all the time.
0: I mean, I can see, and this is so hard for me to admit like all of the ways in which, yeah, it can be bad for your mental health if you're not careful. And I fall into those traps all the time. So I just want to acknowledge that I'm not mad about having a conversation about needing to take care of yourself if you work from home. I'm really just mad at the presumption that anyone knows what's best for anyone else.
1: But in your example, the the the, the, the conversation is surrounding your best practices to make sure that you stay healthy rather than their conversation was centered around the point of, WFH is dumb and you are dumb if you think it's not dumb that's their point which is not a conversation it's just an attack for no reason
0: yeah and also I am so tired of how invisibilized disabled people are from how what? these conversations invisibilized Ooh, is that a word
1: it is now. I like that. I've, I've never heard that word before.
0: Please, please hold while I Google this to confirm if it's a word because I think do, do, maybe do, I just made it up.
1: Do, 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 do. Hashtag invisibilized. Do, 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 do. At Emily Liddell. Um, I, I agree, though. I mean, I you know, even if it's not a word, I know what it means. And it's it's annoying, frankly. Look, word
0: hippo says it's a word, okay? Word
1: hippo? They've made the (laughs) world-famous hippos Oxford English Dictionary. Um,
0: and uh,
1: They've got a whole volume dedicated to kinds of lettuce. Oh, no, wiktionary is legit.
0: And uh, yourdictionary.com.
1: Okay, well, there you go. Um, And if you
0: scroll down far enough, you'll eventually get to Merriam-Webster, which just shows you invisible.
1: Okay, but it is there, technically.
0: nature.com uses it okay okay
1: all right right. okay there you go yeah it's annoying how often we're left out it's annoying that we're not even thought about like look i'm not saying that that should have ever been the case but when the whole world figured out working from home was cool two and a half years ago me and emily did an episode about covid and we laughed and we said oh look the ableds are finally catching up you know in that cute but now two and a half years later like I mean, it was never cute to leave us out. But like now it's like really not cute. like we we didn't invent working from home, but it's way more advantageous for people like us than the average worker who just doesn't want to drive for a while. I'm not judging you if you're that person. I'm just saying it matters more to us, just like most technological things do
0: and I feel like I have had this conversation so many times in so many places talking about. Uh, the curb cut effect and how you know not everyone can get up a curb but curb cuts can be accessible to everyone whether you are riding on your hoverboard or pushing a stroller or rolling luggage or whatever the case may be curb cuts are cool and in a lot of ways the pandemic has sucked but it's created all of these virtual curb cuts for people because it's allowed people to do things like working from home and attending events from home. And I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge that there's privilege in that too because it means you have a reliable internet connection. It means you have an employer who gives you those accommodations. It means you have the type of job where that is feasible. And yeah, we that's don't the, have that's to be a big one. on the front lines, you know. So I understand that, no, this is not possible for all disabled people. I also feel like it becomes less possible for disabled people when we have people like this, you know, clown on <laughs> LinkedIn being like, Here's all the reasons why I'm judging you for doing what works best for you.
1: I understand your point. Not there is no one size fits all solution to disability employment. God, I wish there was, but then we'd probably be out of a job. Um,
0: I wouldn't it, mind being out of a job if it meant no, no, that. Yeah,
1: seriously. I'm the I'm world was inclusive, but absolutely you go on. right. No, I, I completely agree. I'm not. Yeah, but I think that you know. It's better, it, it 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 surely increases the amount of disabled people that now can enter the workforce if you allow working from home. Yes, there are people who can't, for sure. And some of those people have really good reasons for not being able to, for sure. And yes, it's a privilege, for sure. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you still end up with way more disabled people working now than they were pre-pandemic just because they can You know, if there's somebody that has like, I don't know, some like serious medical equipment at home that keeps them alive or something, then they can't leave their house, right? Well, now they have it. Now they can still, they can stay there and work.
0: Well, it's interesting that you said more disabled people working because I was just doing research earlier, so I pulled it back up. And according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, in 2021, 19.1% of people with disabilities were employed, up from 17.9% in 2020. Now, don't get too excited because... I mean, that's
1: not a lot of people.
0: (laughs) No, and... For comparison, uh, non-disabled people, it was 63.7% were employed, up from 61.8%. So, you know, pathetic, like, please get it together, America.
1: Yeah, but but those are more systemic issues, right? Those aren't because of the lack of WFH capability, right? That's just ableism being what ableism is.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, but I think it's interesting that it did go up even a slight percentage and i do wonder how much of that was because um by 2021 working from home was becoming a more common thing and opened up some options for people so but what do i know i'm not a you know labor statistic data analyst
1: hey but if you are hit us up cuz that's like something we'd love to know you're um, not kidding Keep no 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 when i say that i'm never kidding i like i i love when people reach out man i i like it but Working from home is cool. I like working from home in my shorts and my t-shirt and my no shoes. That's I'm the most happy when I'm like that.
0: And that seems like as good a time as any for a word from our sponsor. Do you ever wonder about the story behind a piece of artwork? Are you curious about disability arts?
1: Tune in to Speak, a one-of-a-kind disability-led art podcast that features artists with developmental disabilities.
0: Speak is produced by Being Studio, an art nonprofit in Ottawa, Canada.
1: Speak gives you insider access to the process and journeys of exciting contemporary disabled artists in their own words.
0: Go to beinghome.ca speak to listen to season one and two now and read the full episode transcripts.
1: You can also search for Speak Being Studio on the podcatcher you're using right now. That's S P E A K. B-E-I-N-G studio.
0: Speak doesn't create diversity. It creates art because the art world is
1: diverse. Support emerging disabled artists and share in our joy by listening to speak now. And we're back.
0: Hey, do you want to hear what else I'm mad about on the internet?
1: (laughs) There's more.
0: Oh, of course. It's, It's me. There's always more.
1: That's true. Who I, I don't know what I was thinking. What are you also mad at, Emily? What else do you I mean, actually, at?
0: there's really a multitude of things, but... Give me your top uh, three. That
1: was number one. What's your second one?
0: Okay, my second one. Well, actually, can I give you my third one and then my second one? Because if we're ranking them. No, actually, I should have given you the other one. Hold on. Okay. What have I done? <laughs> what is happening right now? If we are ranking what I am mad at on the internet, the work from home thing was actually number two.
1: Oh.
0: I will tell you number one, and I will also tell you number three, but okay. I will tell you number three first because I think it requires less discussion. Okay. Did anybody follow that?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, we're, we're there.
0: Okay. So the thing that. I'm not mad at this person per se, just like frustrated, but I don't really know where they were coming from. So I'm trying to be graceful and gentle about it. I posted something today for Disability Pride Month and I use the term disabled people and that's the term I use. And someone literally nothing else just commented, people with disabilities. Shut and I was up. Like, sir.
1: Shut up. People have their own preferred ways of referring to themselves. Shut up. If you've done any reading on the subject at all, you'd know that those both schools of thought have valid points and that every single article worth reading says that it's a personal choice. Shut up. I'm done.
0: I mean, I was a lot nicer than that, but I was just feeling kind of salty because I was like, Who are you, sir, to come onto my post about disability pride and correct my language? <sighs> Why?
1: Okay, what's number one? People? That's just annoying. <laughs> it's just it's just it's like a it's like a thing in my brain. It's just, yeah. So
0: that you can, but you can see that's not even really a thing that necessitates a ton of conversation because, like, language is personal, case closed. Um, thing number what? Oh, this is number one, actually. Yeah, you've, you've
1: given me two and three. So
0: I can't even keep track of my own ranking system. So that should tell you where my brain is. But okay. Um, I just need to admit that I recently downloaded TikTok, and okay. nothing wrong I with don't that. Like it really, but it, there's some stuff on there that I like. Um, <laughs> I overall still don't really get it. I'm trying. Whatever. I'm a curmudgeonly millennial. The point is, I saw a screenshot from TikTok on Twitter. Of a girl who is sitting curled up on her couch with a blanket over her, making this like horrified face, looking at some kind of illustration of a baby that looks like it has a facial difference. And the caption says, me neglecting the special needs baby the government made me keep.
1: Okay. Well, if we didn't want to have that conversation, maybe Roe versus Wade should still be in in law. So that's on the people that voted against that, as far as I'm concerned.
0: But I'm just so freaking tired of disabled people
1: being a prop. I agree, but, you know, there's going to be a whole lot more of us now. (laughs) So,
0: And you know what? I'm fine with that. But also why do disabled people have to put up with this? I don't want to be the pawn in your argument. And then there was another TikTok where it was a mom who was posting about her disabled baby And was making the point that the little walker that she was using cost like $6,500 or something and wasn't covered by insurance. And so, like, that's what you're dealing with if you can't abort a disabled baby. And I was like.
1: Hold on. I was with her until that. I I was like, what's the problem? Then you hit me with that.
0: Yeah. that's, That's the problem.
1: Wait. How is that the conclusion you come to? That's so stupid. That's like. Oh, that's that's another clown. That person and the LinkedIn guy should have kids together.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Look, I I understand that disability comes with financial burden, and I also understand that being pro-choice sometimes means that you really cannot afford a specific situation and abortion is the best option, but Damn, do not use your kid to make that point. What are you doing?
1: There's so, like, that's an argument for universal health care, not for aborting or not aborting babies. Like, that's so, that's gross. That's disgusting. Like, that's all that is.
0: So yeah. I yeah. just feel
1: that's a worry mad number one. And
0: sad about a lot of things on the internet lately. won't
1: someone think of the disabled babies i want to so badly abort <laughs> can't you I see know. what you've done now i can't do that it's like yeah that's not why it's bad but like okay <laughs> like go off i guess
0: you know i did not intend for this to just be a what's emily mad at episode and i can it's gonna have a
1: fun see- thumbnail
0: yeah, you're just going to be a graphic of me being angry, which is like default mode when it comes to things on the internet.
1: I just don't understand. And the That's other thing what, too is, any of it? Yeah, and I and you know, if you're a member of another marginalized group, I'm I bet you feel this way. Okay, so this isn't just us showing up late to the party, but like why is it always disabled people? <laughs>
0: see but actually when you realize that disability is also a part of every marginalized group
1: I mean, yeah true, like right? why is
0: it as always disabled people
1: you know why because it's it's it, it, why is it as, why is it as always disabled people i think I know. Always, <laughs> I, guys
0: i don't have full ability to control my words right this now this is I how think angry
1: that. she is this is a published author who's been in, like, the New York Times several times, including in print. This is who Emily Ladow is, and she's so angry that she cannot words.
0: <laughs> it's also a little bit post-COVID because I feel like I'm running out of air right now. Oh, I feel
1: bad I'm making fun of you. That's right. I forgot you had it. My bad. I take that all back, but I'm leaving it in I the didn't episode. I think
0: you were making fun of me. Well, I mean, oh. I did, but I didn't really care.
1: Um, well, that's gross, Emily. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. I will now go stare at a wall.
0: (laughs) Can we talk about something happy for a few minutes? I realize we've been all over the place, but like, can we just be happy? Is that even possible?
1: Yeah, it's important to, I made some good burgers for dinner tonight.
0: Oh, tell me about the burgers. I'm not even kidding. Can we just like completely talk about nothing? They
1: they had feta and uh, red pepper jam on them.
0: That sounds nice.
1: It was nice. Um, me and Courtney are into this new video game. It's good. It's a yeah, card what game. Is it? It's called Inscription. Total recommend. You should play it. It's it's on sale uh, on Steam. It's the Steam's number sale right now. Well, as as we record this, it'll be on sale for the next two days. Definitely recommend if you play video games. It's, I
0: love how you're saying it's going to be on sale for the next two days. Like, we're going to get this out in the next two days.
1: Yeah, we're not. But it was on sale <laughs> for the next two days. Um, and it's very good. And it was like $15 and you should totally buy it if you're into card games that are also horror themed. Which is, I know, a weird combination, but I promise you, it works. It's pretty good. Very good. Want to know what it.
0: I did yesterday?
1: I would love nothing more than to know what you did yesterday.
0: It was July 4th, and I don't believe in that as a holiday, <laughs> fundamentally. <to> believe. <laughs>
1: You're saying that, like, I'm not religious, but, like, it's not that. It's like, I'm not independent. Or, well, sorry, we can't make that joke because we are because of disability, but, like, you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so I had... Uh, a friend of mine, over, and we made handmade, uh, handmade homemade pies, little mini pies. They were like little pockets, little pop tarts, uh, with mixed berries in them. And then every food that we ate, that our families ate, it was all pocket themed. So. We had empanadas and we had samosas Ooh. and we had pierogies, and um, we were gonna make pot stickers, but we had too much food. And then we had pocket pies. and it was, was all the, pockets.
1: Were the pies more like galettes or were they more like Uh
0: no, they didn't really have an opening on the top.
1: Oh it oh, oh like, so it was like it was like an uncrustable.
0: Like a toaster pastry. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What, what flavor?
0: Uh, Raspberry, blueberry, and strawberry. And it was delicious. And I highly recommend eating everything in the form of a pocket.
1: I completely agree. It literally makes every food better.
0: And this was... An absolute delight and an absolute joy. And I think that having little theme parties with your friend is really fun. So you know what? That had nothing to do with anything disability related. But man, when I am just mad at things, sometimes I really want to eat some pockets.
1: This has been another episode of the Accessible Soul.
0: I don't know what the point of any of this was, but it felt really good to complain.
1: If you want to support us, you can do so at patreon.com slash The Accessible Stall. Just $1 a month ensures that all current and future episodes of The Accessible Stall remain accessible, although we would like more if you're willing and able. And uh, (laughs) might we say you look great today in your fancy schmancy, comfortable, casual work from home outfit.
0: I really hope there are fuzzy slippers or Crocs involved. You know what? I don't care if you wear a tiara to work from home. I don't care if you work naked. I do not care if you work in full drag. You do you, and I love you for that.
1: Heck yeah. See, this is what happens when Emily isn't angry. She's got two modes. Wholesome as ever. Or angry at LinkedIn influencer. Like wow, a that stretch. really
0: is me. <laughs> See, but Good. usually... Wait, I know you were about to say goodnight, oh, no. but I just wanted no, to no, say... No, no, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you.
0: Usually, it's the anger that brings out the wholesomeness.
1: Oh, so we need to make you angry then.
0: Because No, because when I'm really mad at something, I just, like, I want it to be okay. I want it to be right. I want people to feel loved. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Whatever. Do you. I love you. You look fabulous. Thanks so much for listening.
1: Good this night, has everybody. been another
0: episode. Bye bye.
1: See you later.